With WYOY in New York, I'm Chris Barlow with a look at this week's news. Our top story is the race for the White House, where all eyes are on California. Former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton and Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders have both been campaigning vigorously in the state, ahead of next week's presidential primary. Polls have shown Clinton's lead dwindling. However, experts and anyone with a calculator have pointed out that Sanders would need a landslide victory in both California and New Jersey, as well as Kansiana, Mishlahoma, and New South Wissituckachusetts, in order to overcome Clinton's lead in pledged delegates. Despite math, Sanders has said he plans to continue campaigning all the way until the convention. It's a move that echoes his ongoing message that the Democratic primary is rigged, because even a candidate who loses in pledged delegates, the popular vote, and the overall number of states won can still attempt to win by courting the same superdelegates they originally insisted should respect the will of the voters. Sanders is encapsulating this new strategy in a revised campaign slogan. Bernie Sanders, a future we can believe in, a past we don't remember talking about. On the Republican side, presumptive nominee Donald Trump finally received the high-profile endorsement he's been waiting for this week. The announcement came in the form of an editorial in a local newspaper, which lauded Trump as a far-sighted candidate and a wise politician. No, that language isn't from Speaker of the House Paul Ryan's endorsement, but it is language from an endorsement in the DPRK Today, one of North Korea's state-run media outlets. Experts say the support of one of the world's most dysfunctional autocracies is exactly what this up-and-coming dysfunctional autocrat needs going into the conventions. It hasn't been all hand jobs and hair tips from Kim Jong-un over in the Trump campaign, though, with a string of revelations this week that would be damaging to just about any other candidate, but naturally just make Trump's already enormous hands even larger, like a radioactive laser pointed at the toddler of Wayne Zelinsky. That's a Honey, I Blew Up the Kid reference, guys. First came news that Trump may have publicly lied about the amount of money he donated to veterans when he skipped a debate in Iowa last January. And by may have lied, I mean of course he lied and then tried to cover when he was caught about it only four months later. It's the fastest any 21st century journalistic organization has caught a blatantly obvious lie since NBC discovered that Iraq and Afghanistan are in fact different countries back in 2006. Trump is also facing allegations that he misled students who applied to the noted incorrect use of the word university, Trump University. Documents unearthed in a court case revealed that Trump claimed to have hand-picked the professors and yet could not name a single one of them when questioned under oath. Also unearthed were recruitment materials that encouraged Trump University employees to seek out single parents with hungry children and encourage them to go into credit card debt to pay for their tuition. Legal experts say Trump could face charges of fraud, while historians report that this may be the most despicable behavior of a major presidential candidate since Bob Dole was found bathing in the blood of unbaptized babies. In other national news... Former Attorney General Eric Holder admitted that NSA leaker Edward Snowden performed a public service this week, encouraging Snowden to come on back to America for a beer and a ball game and to play with these adorable puppies and to definitely not get arrested and thrown into a federal prison for the rest of his life or anything. 
elsewhere in the country. The executive director of the ultra-conservative Gun Owners of America made headlines this week when he implied that armed revolution was an option, telling listeners of his radio show that he'd rather have the question of gun rights settled at the ballot box rather than, quote, resort to the bullet box. But really, if gun owners couldn't overthrow our first black Muslim Kenyan socialist president, who can they overthrow? In business news, departments at Wells Fargo, the nation's third largest bank, experienced sudden delays in processing transactions last week after staffers inadvertently began replying all to an email sent to all 90,000 Wells Fargo employees, finally proving that in the face of terrorism, international currency crises, and a rising Chinese economy, the thing that will actually bring about the fall of capitalism is email. Overseas, the Chinese government has issued etiquette guides for tourists visiting Shanghai's new Disneyland after visitors last month were caught defacing property, defecating in the bushes, and performing other shameful acts that are only acceptable five rounds in at the Epcot Wine Walk. Elsewhere in the world of human disappointment, Disney is ordering six weeks of reshoots for the first Star Wars spin-off, Rogue One, set to premiere this December. Executives are reportedly concerned that the director's first cut doesn't live up to the high expectations set by the same dream-killing corporate machine that murdered the Muppets. And in local news, New York City is on lockdown, and the Department of Homeland Security is raising the terror alert level to red, as reports have emerged suggesting that Lin-Manuel Miranda will be leaving Hamilton on July 9th. State Department officials advise travelers to avoid Manhattan unless fully armed and capable of defending themselves against a rabid army of panicky theatergoers who still haven't won the lottery. Families and loved ones of theater people the world over are encouraged to send their final respects before the actor's equity murder-suicide on July 8th. And now we have time for a quick look at the weather. Ooh, isn't it nice out? I mean, isn't it? I don't know. Is it not? Is it? Please tell me. And then give us five stars on iTunes. Because I'm Chris Barlow, and that's everything that happened in the world this week. Don't you feel so informed? I'll be back here next week in New York with more news from WYOY. Y. <laughs>